This podcast is a production of Community Covenant Church in Eagle River, Alaska, a place where real people meet a real God to live in a real world. For more information, check out our website at communitycovenant.net. A few days later, when Jesus again entered Capernaum, the people heard that he had come home. So many gathered that there was no room left, not even outside the door, and he preached the word to them. Some men came, bringing to him a paralytic, carried by four of them. Since they could not get him to Jesus because of the crowd, they made an opening in the roof above Jesus and, after digging through it, lowered the mat the paralyzed man was lying on. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven. Now some of the teachers of the law were sitting there thinking to themselves, Why does this fellow talk like that? He's blaspheming. Who can forgive sins but God alone? Immediately Jesus knew in his spirit that this was what they were thinking in their hearts. And he said to them, Why are you thinking these things? Which is easier, to say to the paralytic, Your sins are forgiven? Or to say, Get up, take your mat, and walk? But that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. He said to the paralytic, I tell you, get up, take your mat, and go home. He got up, took his mat, and walked out in full view of them all. This amazed everyone, and they praised God, saying, We have never seen anything like this. Pastor Dan Kraus. Uh, hey, if you don't know Dan, Pastor Dan, he was uh, in residence here for a short time preparing to plant a church, and you guys have been busy over in northeast Portland. Anchorage. Yeah, Anchorage, sorry. A little Freudian slip there. Uh, but why don't you give us an update on what's happening over there? I'm not really sure what to say after you just put me in Portland, but... Uh... <laughs> Things are going really well. We are very busy, that's for sure. We start going weekly. We've had what, four or five monthly services now starting in April, going through July. And uh, we start weekly August 12th. Just two weeks from now, I actually have to work full time. So, <laughs> I know, don't you guys all feel bad for me? I've been like fishing and no, it's been very busy. Um, I have been fishing, but it has been very busy too. And uh, uh, God's been blessing. Our last service, we had three decisions for Christ. So that was awesome. And uh, yeah. I believe that's the three of uh, many, many, many more to come. So uh, we are trusting for, to God, trusting God for that. And uh, we are very excited. So in two weeks, we start weekly. September 16th is our official launch. That's uh, the only difference is that's kind of when we're going to start a new series. And also... Uh, we will be putting, uh, put out some uh, advertising money for that service as well. So that's the big push of September 16th. We are actually stealing a service, that, uh, a series that you guys did here that they probably don't know, but you stole it from somewhere else, and that's Raising G-Rated Kids in an R-Rated World. So uh, we'll be doing that series starting in September, and it's exciting. So hey, part of the reason why it's really important for you to hear about this, because if you're a regular attender here and if you give to this church, you've been part of the church plant. So God has... Been able, has blessed us and enabled us to help support you guys in a, in a variety of ways, including financially. So excited to hear that. Now, you have a guest you're going to introduce, and I'm going to get out of your way. I do. The stage is about to get better looking. There it goes. All right. 
<laughs> All right, actually, I do get to uh, uh, introduce a good friend of mine, um, somebody I met just a couple of years ago, met in kind of a bad way, met him in a hospital, and, uh, but I, I'll tell you, I have been very encouraged by Wes Price and his family, and you're going to get to meet him to, this morning and hear some of his story. Um, I got to tell you, things in life aren't always easy. Things don't always go according to plan, but God is still God, and He is a mighty and awesome God. And that's, I'll just tell you, just hearing Wes's story today, I pray that it adds to your faith, and I believe it will. Wes, would you come on up, and Jocelyn, would you join him? And we're going to spot him on the ramp. <laughs> come back here. That'd get your attention if he fell off there, wouldn't it? Okay, now the stage is about to really get better looking, because I'm going to get off of the stage. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Wes and Jocelyn Price. Good morning. I've never been early to a church service before, so I have to tell you, I was a little concerned this morning when we pulled up, and there were only a few cars in the, in the parking lot, but uh, glad to see you all this morning. Um, as Dan introduced us, is my wife Jocelyn. We have a little two-year-old that turned two today, so he's in your wonderful nursery and the beautiful church you have here. And my mom is also up from Oregon. Her name's Judy, sitting up here. So, I'd like to introduce her. And uh, about uh, two years ago, September 10th, uh, I was in an airplane accident. We were moose hunting. Uh, up in Alphabet Hills, which is just uh, a little bit northwest of Glen Allen. And uh, I was flying. I've been flying since I was 17 years old. And, and part of the reason I'm up in Alaska doing uh, uh, my Alaskan dream of uh, up here hunting and fishing and flying. And, and somehow I brought my wife up here too. And every once in a while my mouth gets dry, so... Take a drink of water. But, um, we had a great short weekend of, of moose hunting up there in Alphabet Hills, and we loaded up the airplane and, and took off the lake. And uh, Cessna 185 with lots of power, and, and somehow it just wasn't quite enough. And we had uh, a few different things working against us. And that's part of Float flying in Alaska is you get to create your own runway wherever you go. And sometimes those runways aren't, aren't set up the best and, and, uh, took off and got up to about 300 feet and had to take off into a mountain and then turn and parallel it. And, uh, when I turned to parallel it, the winds, uh, worked against us and in about a second and a half it happened very rapidly. We were, back into the ground and uh, I stayed conscious through the whole thing um, but I remember uh, how violent it was and and after the metal stopped bending and the smoke that you smell and, and uh, all those all those things I was laying there and uh, in my 
shoulder harness with my head in between my knees and I wanted to get out before the airplane started on fire because I could hear the fuel running down the windshield and nobody else was moving, my three friends that were with me. And uh, after about a second and a half, uh, uh, well, what seemed like eternity, but probably was, wasn't that long, I could hear my friends start kicking at the doors. And I just immediately felt um, a huge sigh of relief because somebody else was alive. And they they kicked the doors open, and and all three of them ended up being okay. But uh, I wasn't moving, and I, they pulled me out of the airplane, and uh, and we had all kinds of emergency equipment. So they got on the satellite phone and and got a hold of uh, the air rescue center right out of here, close to Eagle River, and it took about. I think probably four hours for uh, their National Guard to send a helicopter up and pick us up. Um, I wasn't doing very well. It was it was hard to breathe. Um, I was body was shutting down and and uh, they didn't think they'd make it all the way to Anchorage, so they stopped at Matsu Hospital there where they intubated me and and gave me some some life-saving drugs to keep my heart going um, and eventually uh, came into Providence a couple hours later. Uh, I stayed conscious until the hospital, I'm sorry, until the helicopter picked me up and that's the last, last thing I remember until uh, a day or two later when, when uh, they woke me back up in, in Providence. Um, I ended up breaking my C4 vertebrae was pretty well shattered so they uh, went in and used cadaver bone to reconstruct it and then C3 and C3, C5 were also broke so I, I could move my shoulders up like this that was a huge blessing once they discovered that um, in the hospital uh, a day or two later probably that I could do that um, I've never, the days in the hospital were, were amazing to tell you the truth. It, uh, the peace that there was of knowing that, that God was going through it with us. Um, you know, the, probably two things in my life that that I'll never forget. We were we were praying and and I was intubated so I couldn't talk. So so my family had to watch my lips and and I'll tell you how bad they are at lip reading. But <laughs> but uh but probably two or three days after the accident, my mom and and Jocelyn were were praying with me there in the hospital. And after we finished praying, I remember just closing my eyes again and I saw deer running through a forest. 
Um, and all of a sudden, these deer stopped. And with their bodies, they spelled that the two of you are going to be okay. And I know it was a, a vision from God that, that was just telling me that Joss and I were going to make it. We were, we were, uh, we were going to be okay. And Jesus was going through that experience with us. And uh, the next day, a very, very similar situation. We were praying, and, and I closed my eyes again. And I saw this face. It was, I was laying in bed, and this face was leaning over me, horizontal. And it was painted red. And it was the face of Jesus laying there just over the top of me. And I know it was, it was him going through that with us. And I'll never forget how real it felt that, you know, that sense of warmth that goes through your body as, as you have those experiences that Jesus was there going through it. And he was, um, gave us such a sense of peace of what was happening and what this life really, um, really means on earth, what, uh, what we're here for. And it, it immediately, um, just gives, gave me a sense of, of, what it's going to be like in eternity in heaven with him and what we're here for. And as, as soon as I started coming to in the hospital, all I wanted to do was get in his word and learn. We, were, we had been going through uh, um, the Truth Project, if you've ever watched that video series. And all I, all I wanted was for... Jocelyn to bring it in and, and for me to be able to finish that series. And then people brought in some of the, um, some of the books that, that they've put to video. And, and I just go through them as much as I could. And, and uh, I just wanted to know. I wanted to know more. I wanted to learn more. I wanted to just be a, a huge witness for him. And people would, would come in thinking it was a sad situation. My son was six weeks old. He had just been born. And uh, I, I think they, as Dan described, I think you'd come into the hospital room and, and it was a, a relief for people to see how well we were doing and how well, um, how God was working in our lives to, to show me what we're here for. I, I had wrapped my whole life, you know, I was a Christian before, but I wrapped so much into flying and into that airplane and uh, it's, it's, not, it's not the way it's supposed to be. Um, and he showed me that and he, he gave me a reminder that I get to wake up to every day as I rely on people to take care of me as I 
the sacrifices that Jocelyn gets to make and, and the rest of my family. And um, It's a reminder for us every day of what, of what we are here for, to love each other, to love God, and uh, it's why it's so awesome that he's allowed this to happen so that I can be here telling you that, that even though at times I wish this wouldn't happen. He's allowed it to happen so I can I can be up here and be a bold witness um, to encourage you to to live for a greater purpose, to live for an eternal purpose. Um, you know, it's Jocelyn and my new new Slogan is, is Psalms 46.10, to be still and know that I am God, because I'm, I'm pretty still, and uh, these are my chains, just like Paul had, to, to be able to be a bold witness and to represent Christ every day, even though we go through all kinds of struggles. Um, he's allowed it to happen so I can be here and tell you to be bold and, and to, to uh, not hold back. You know, it's, it's, uh, every day, it, it's a challenge. And how awesome is it? That scripture that we read, Mark 2, you know, the, the faith of those four people to bring the paralytic to Jesus. If we could have that faith, if you guys could pray that hard, it's possible, you know. And how awesome and what a what a testimony it would be for me to get up and walk again. And that's the kind of faith he wants us to have. It could happen. It may not. That'd be okay too. But that's the faith he wants us to have. You know, one of one of as uh, as we do struggle, one of the other scriptures that they really keep me going um, is Ephesians six uh, thirteen to seventeen for us to put on our our full armor, and uh, that's. The belt of truth as we're going through challenges, if we can put on our full armor, the belt of truth that we really do, we truly want to be Christians, the breastplate of, of righteousness that, that uh, we want to be as righteous as, as Jesus, we, that we strive to be, and our faith, our shield of faith, that we, we believe in Christ's resurrection, that it is enough. And I love the helmet of salvation for us to have uh, an eternal outlook. That helmet 
of salvation. And of course, the, the sword of truth that we fight our battles with the Bible, with Scripture, that, that that's all we need to rely on Jesus. You know, all things, all good things come from Him, and He allows us to go through some trials like this trial to build us up, to make us stronger. And I believe it's it's done it for us. I wouldn't. Uh, it's probably hard for you to imagine, but I wouldn't reverse this. I wouldn't reverse it because he has shown me so much why we're why we're here. And uh, it's just revealed so much to me. And and you know, it's hard hard for me to describe to you, but if you could put your put yourself in my shoes and Imagine what I'm saying when I say I wouldn't reverse it because he has shown me why we're here. He's, he's put people into my life that, that uh, have shown us what true service is and what loving your neighbor really looks like. The sacrifices that Jocelyn gets to make every day to, to take care of me. He's also done some amazing things. You know, you think of God's timing. I went years without health insurance. And, uh, and his, our son Ty was born six weeks before the accident. Went and got health insurance. Still own my house. Um, because of that, because we definitely wouldn't. He allows me to still work. I'm uh, a CPA and I can still... Use an iPhone and punch keys on my laptop and still provide for my family. And he's given me a mind because I was wearing a helmet in the accident that I didn't crush my brain and I still have a voice to be bold and to talk to you. And, you know, one of my biggest problems, public speaking, is I'd get up here and my, my knees would wobble. So they don't wobble anymore. And I don't have to worry about that being nervous up here. So I want uh, want to bless you and and thank you for having me. And uh, ask you to pray for us as I pray for you. And be bold. Don't hold back. Give God time every day to work through you and meditate on His Word so that you can grow every day and commit yourselves every day. You know, the last piece of Ephesians 6, 17 is, or 18 is to pray without ceasing. And that's what uh, it's been like going through, you know, the ICU experience and... and it, you can't let it grow old. You know, I, I will say it's not, it, today is not like the days in the ICU when we were, we were praying constantly. But that's how he wants us. That's how he wants us. He wants us on our knees 
He wants us giving everything to Him. So, I encourage you to do that. I encourage you to be bold. And uh, we love you as, as He wants us to love our neighbors and love Him too. Thank you for having me. Don't go anywhere because we're certainly going to pray for you before you get down from the stage. But you guys go ahead and take a seat. Yeah, pray for you so you can get down. <laughs> well, the getting down part's the easy part, just getting down safely part. <laughs> yeah, all right. Some of the things that uh, Wes, Wes didn't share that I, that I had firsthand knowledge of was uh, I met Wes, I think, maybe a day after, because he was still unconscious, maybe a day after um, his accident. And uh, in the ensuing weeks and months, the faith of, of Wes, Jocelyn, and their family, Wes's mom that's here, was so encouraging that I almost couldn't wait to go visit him in the hospital. And i, I got to tell you, from, from the time that he was conscious, he had a smile on his face. Now, it wasn't that normal uh, morphine-induced smile that I've seen in hospitals. <laughs> There was a true peace that was about him from, like, right at the get-go. Uh, and it was just very encouraging for me to get to experience that. And then, like I said, his whole family there was um, very, very faithful. And I'll tell you, I've been encouraged by Wes and, and your family, and I'm just very blessed that you're here and sharing with us today, and we just appreciate it. But before we uh, move on, I do want to pray for you. So, Dear Heavenly Father, God, I just thank you for Wes and his family, God. God, I thank you for Jocelyn and her faith, her strength, Lord. God, she is a woman after your own heart. And we're just so, um, I'm just so pleased that you have put her with Wes. God, I pray that you just encourage her heart, continually giving her strength and peace and joy. God, for Wes, I just pray that you continue this work that you started in him. God, I pray that you continue to give him back movement. And God, we do pray and do believe that you are able to heal his body fully. And God, it is by faith that we ask you to do just that, to fully heal his body, Lord. God, we just thank you for your kindness, your mercy, your love, and your joy. And God, I just pray that continues in their lives. And God, I just pray that you continue to use them as bold witnesses. And Lord, that many... Many people will come to a saving knowledge of you, Lord, through us and his family. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.